The weekend is here, and we're breaking down the teams that you're passionate about. Oh, really? This is the Saturday Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. Adrian Lizer here, 97.5-1280 The Zone. Uh, we're here at Stockton 12 Honda. Come see us. Kyle's got the uh, swag here for you. Come get a shirt. Come get a jazz seatbelt cover to make your driving needs very much more comfortable and show everyone you're a jazz fan. Also, some tote bags and some jazz parking signs. So, really, anything you need. Come on down here. Uh, Utah and Weber State have tipped off down there at Vivint Smart Home Arena. And also tonight at Vivint Smart Home Arena, we're talking about uh, BYU taking on uh, Utah State. And Scott Gerard will be on that call, as he is for every Utah State basketball game. And uh, Scotty G joins us right now, live from Vivint Smart Home Arena. Scotty, how are you? appreciate you joining me. Oh, hey, guys. How are you? Look at you flying the ship do- solo. How you doing? I, I'm doing good. I, I luckily I talk to myself at home anyway. So uh, <laughs> I'm used to talking to myself. I just talk to the dog and he doesn't talk back. So. Hey, by the way, uh, it's been fu- by the way, Weber State yeah. with a lead, eight to yes. eight to three with 15 minutes left in the first half. Eight to three there early for Weber State. Uh, we talked to Ken Pomeroy earlier, Scotty, and said this is kind of a you kind of see this out of Weber State early in seasons because they play so many games on the road. And uh, before they get into league play, based on, you know, being in the big sky and stuff. So he, he was saying this would be a big win for Weber State coming in. Kind of prove they can hang. Yeah, that'd be a great win for Randy Ray's crew. I know they're uh, heavy underdogs coming into this game. And, uh, you know, the, this is why, and, and I tweeted this out earlier today, it kind of bums me out this thing's going away. And I get it. I understand. Uh, uh, and, and, and when I sent that out, I got just bombed with uh, people that tweeted back at me on, why they think it didn't work or why it didn't quite take off. And uh, what was that? You got uh, ratioed. It's a, it's a term amongst okay. us youngsters where you got where there were like okay. 500 All right. All right. replies. I, hey, I retweeted it. Calm, calm down over there. All right. <laughs> He's the, I got Eric ratioed. The, yes, you did get ratioed, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Have you heard yes, that? You were. By the way, have you heard that term before? Yes, I have. You know, I had to have my on the edge of youngness. Somebody mentioned it to me the other day, and I'm like, "Oh boy, I got to have my 17 year old explain to me what that meant." Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, with that said, yeah, there were a lot of people that came out with their reasons as to why they they think it didn't work, and and some of them are you know valid reasons, I guess. Uh, but it just, I don't know. I thought this could turn into kind of a fun tradition. I thought you know, like a pre-holiday. Hey, let's take the family to Salt Lake, watch our team play. It kind of allows because Utah, and, and I'm not. This isn't a knock on Utah. I, I get why they do it. Um, I wish they would be a little bit more open to playing in-state teams, but they don't have to. Uh, and so it gives Weber State and Utah State an opportunity to play uh, Utah on a uh, annual or at least a semi-annual basis. And so uh, it just, I don't know. I, I'm bummed out. It's going away. I thought I had a chance to be really, really good, and and maybe the the passion for college basketball just isn't what it once was here in the state of Utah either. Yeah, and we're seeing – I feel like we're seeing this a lot in football too. It's just the the traditions are certainly being uh, put aside in order to put, you know, whoever in their best position to find success, which I I don't blame anybody for, but tradition often becomes the casualty of things like that. Yep, yep. No, that's true. And that's – you know, and 
but but you know I think there there could be other opportunities. Maybe you have a situation where you bring in, uh, let's say, you know Utah or BYU or Utah BYU Utah State brings in non conference opponents, and you make it a triple header, mm-hmm. uh, not against each other, but against uh, in state teams or I mean out of state teams. I don't know. There could be there could be some ways to make it work, but uh, probably best to let this thing uh, sit on a shelf for a little bit and try to figure out a way to make it a little bit better. That's uh, Scotty G on with us here, voice of the Utah State Aggies, also our uh, fearless leader here at the Zone no, Sports Network. That's not true. Um, just you know, I, I got to throw in a little sucking up. There's a lot of fear. Uh, <laughs> a lot of fear. A lot of fear. Uh, Scotty, Utah State. Uh, they started the season ranked. They've gone ten and one, but they've fallen out of the rankings. Um, San Diego State kind of leapfrogged them into those rankings. Uh, I talked to Ken earlier. He has Utah State at 48th in his poll or in his rankings. It's a pretty decent spot for Utah State. Um, what have you seen out of the Aggies early in the season, and what are you expecting now that Keta is going to be moving back into the lineup? Yeah, and and that to me the big question mark with with him is when can you get him? I mean, when can you get him playing 25 minutes a game instead of 10 minutes a game? And that's going to be the million dollar question with him. Uh, this is a team that is. Uh, been all over the country, and next week they'll span the country once again. They'll play games in Houston and then Fort Lauderdale coming up next week. So they're going to be all over the place and playing some really good teams. Uh, you got BYU, South Florida next week, and then University of Florida coming up on Friday. So uh, if you can make it through this stretch, two and one, um, and I don't know how what combination, but if they can go these next three games two and one, schedule lightens up a little bit near the end of the year, and then they begin conference play, they'll have every opportunity to be an at-large team. Uh, and I, I don't really get into the whole rankings that much, especially this early part of the season, but right. they're playing some heavy hitters over these next uh, three weeks. And if they can uh, if they can pick up a couple wins, they've got a nice win against LSU that's at uh, Ken Pomeroy, they're ranked 28th. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker that they probably should have beat St. Mary's, uh, and St. Mary's is in the 40s in Ken Palm. If they can pick up another couple wins against top 50 or Ken Pomeroy teams, then I think they have a chance to uh, do really well in the conference. Conference is a little shaky right now outside of San Diego State, so they have a chance to pile up a lot of wins, and I think we'll be talking about this team as, a, at bare minimum, an at-large team in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, he had this as the third-best matchup in the country today and uh, against BYU, so yeah. it should be a pretty pretty fun game. Uh, is Sam Merrill, where is he ranking the best Aggies of all time? Uh, he's... Uh, he's right up there on the list. Um, you know, I don't know if he's on the uh, proverbial Mount Rushmore or not, but he's uh, he's right there. In fact, uh, I I think he, he the only thing that'll keep him from owning a lot of records is that he didn't play. You know, it took him about midway through his freshman year before he got into the starting lineup, and then since then he's been seems like he's been averaging thirty five, thirty six minutes a game and and a, a high level score. In my opinion, if I'm putting together a all first team. Uh, of Utah State basketball, he's on that team. Elite competitor, uh, elite skill set, an elite shooter, and he is—he's uh, made the difference for Craig Smith and this team to to become who they are right now. And there's a lot of guys. I mean, Brito's been amazing. Uh, Bean's been amazing. Justin. Got, uh, hey, right now, Justin, Just, that, Justin yeah. Bean might be. If the season were to end today, Justin Bean might be your Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. Uh, he's the yeah. only—he's the only player in the conference averaging a double double. He makes all the right moves out there on the court. He's where he needs to be, when he needs to be there. If you have not seen him play tonight, uh, there will be a moment because it happens in every game, and so you can almost set your watch to it. There'll be a, there'll be a moment where somebody will miss a three-point shot and two you know two BYU players will go for a rebound, and out of nowhere will come Justin Bean with an offensive rebound and a putback. It happens every single game, and, you're, and you look at yourself and you're wondering, 
where where did he just come from? You know, and because he doesn't look the part, he doesn't uh, look like he's a grinder, but he's kind of got this weird Paul Millsap when he was in college. Uh, you know, Dennis Rodman, like they're guys that are just born with a nose. And by the way, I'm not saying that he's an NBA player. I'm just saying there's guys that are just inherently born knowing how to rebound the ball. And he's one of those guys. Yeah. And it is, he comes up with some rebounds that are filthy that he shouldn't be in the mix for, and he'll come down with them. And a lot of times, uh, turn them into points too. Those are the kind of guys that crowds love to watch. Yeah. Too. Oh I yeah. Mean, the spectrum has been hopping this year and he's been, every time I see a highlight of him, he's the reason why the crowds are going crazy. Adrian, we got to get you up to the spectrum, man. Let's I have never been to a basketball game up there. I know. You you and Austin need a road trip. I'll get you tickets. We'll get you up there. Okay. And you guys need to, need to really enjoy a game in the Spectrum because it's really unlike anything else. Yeah, it sounds like the magic is back. Uh, Scotty, before we get into this game tonight, just real quick on the conference, you mentioned San Diego State, and they uh, they seem to be like they are really a really good basketball team. Uh, but what else in this conference should Aggie fans maybe be watching for on the schedule as they move into league play? Uh, I think what's going to be interesting to see is how some of these teams with new coaches, how they come together. I, you know, UNLV uh, doesn't seem like it's quite clicking for them yet, but it certainly could. Uh, Fresno State's got talent, uh, but it's just not coming together. Nevada got bombed by BYU last week. That was a little surprising because they should have some talent there. There's a lot of teams that just are trying to find their way, and they just it hasn't clicked for them yet. Right now, I mean, there's no doubt that Utah State and San Diego State are the class of this contract. Boise State's another team that you kind of felt like it'd be better than what they are right now. So uh, that's going to be the big question because sooner or later, some team's going to turn it on. And um, and and when it does, there'll be a problem for some teams. Like the other night, San Jose State, who has just been straight garbage in this conference for years, Utah State really went on the road, and Utah State really kind of struggled to beat them. Um, it ended up, yeah. you know, they ended up kind of winning, going the way. And then the next night, or excuse me, uh, two days later, they're playing San Diego State in San Diego State, and the Aztecs have to hit a buzz. They're down two with less than a second remaining. A guy hits a game-winning three to win the game. So. San Jose State's a better team. It, it'll, it'll be a fun year in conference, but it's not going to be a great year from top to bottom uh, from the conference. It's just not a particularly good year for the Mountain West. Yeah, it's kind of been a league that we've been used to, seeing a couple teams get into the, the yeah. you know, three, four teams, maybe get into the tournament. So it's always an interesting league to keep an eye on. I mean, right, All right uh, this game. Oh, go ahead. I'm just Yeah, I'm just adding that. I mean, right now it looks like it's a two-bid league with Utah State and San Diego yeah. State. I just don't know if there's going to be another team that's going to uh, really wow the committee and say, okay, well, this needs to be a three-team league. It looks like right now it's sitting at a two. Uh, this game tonight, Scotty, what are you watching for as uh, BYU and Utah State go at it? Uh, if BYU shoots over 42% from three, they will probably win this game. Um, if uh, Utah State's a elite-level rebounding team, if BYU struggles from the outside, Utah State will probably win this game. If BYU's hitting those perimeter shots, then uh, it could be a long night for Utah State. Uh, and then uh, look at Kata. I think that's going to be a big thing. How does he look? He played a week ago, played 10 minutes. They sat him out in kind of a glorified exhibition game that they obviously didn't need him for uh, against an NAIA school. Uh, so he's had a full week to rest. How what What is his minute restriction going to look like? Those are all little things that I think are going to be interesting to see how that plays out tonight. If Kata plays a lot and he looks like the Kata of old, then we got ourselves a, a heck of a game tonight. All right, Scotty, before I let you go, your favorite movie you saw this year. What do you want? Oh, you, you, oh, you got to give me a heads up on this. Oh, um, sorry. It's Bombard. I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for the first time yeah. last week, so it's kind of been on my mind. That movie's incredible. Was it? Is it great? 
Um, yeah. You know what? Like Tarantino. I oh no, like yeah. In fact, I'm a little embarrassed. I have not watched a lot of movies this year, and I'm a little embarrassed about it. Oh. Um, Darn it! I don't know, man. Um, I can't recall a movie that I watched that just blew me away. Like, okay, that's great cinema. We'll right just there. go Avengers Endgame then. We'll just call it that. Oh man, that's embarrassing. But yeah, probably. <laughs> Sorry, you're usually a movie hey, guy. Hey, are you? I know, and I apologize. Uh, are you a Star Wars guy? Are you excited for the game or for the film this week? Yeah, I like Star Wars. I think it should be. Sounds like it's going to be a pretty good uh, finish. Are you to the, uh, uh, saga? So, are you kind of a nerd though? Like, are you mad at Ryan Johnson from the uh, the no. movie the the middle one or, or the last one that came out? No, I do. I just go in and hope for laser beams and lightsabers, you know. Yeah, I know. I'm a nerd, me too. yes, but I, I just want to see things get cut in half. I by mean, lightsabers. I mean, Jar Jar sucked. The prequels, I didn't like those, yeah. but but these have been good. Like yeah. the Solo movie, I thought was awesome. Rogue One was awesome. Like I don't know why everybody's getting all upset about the movies now because they're pretty yeah. good. And the Mandalorian is good on Disney Plus if you're into that. I've so. only pushed through about three episodes on that, but so far I've I've enjoyed it. Yeah, so, it's cool. So, so all right, man. All right, buddy. Well, I uh, appreciate your time today. Thanks. Uh, I'm here for you. Thanks. That's uh, Scott Gerard. Thanks to him for uh, joining me. We don't get him too ratioed on this show. Uh, we, we wouldn't do that to Scotty. All right, coming up on the other side, we'll let you hear from Mark Pope, BYU head coach. As uh, it's you know, it's a maybe college basketball heavy show today, but as we transition into basketball season with the Jazz and college basketball, we of course have to we have to focus on uh, the big game in the state, BYU, Utah State. Both teams that are looking to get themselves into the NCAA tournaments, likely as at-large bids. You heard Scotty there talking about how Utah State is a in a good spot to make themselves into an at-large team, as well as BYU. It's hard to go and win the WCC with Gonzaga at the top, but uh, if they play well, and maybe they, like Ken said, maybe they get a win or two against uh, B, or St. Mary's and Gonzaga through the year, and they don't drop off, drop some games to those teams like San Diego and Pacific and San Francisco. Maybe they find themselves in a good at-large position for the NCAA tournament for the first time in a few years. So that would be a lot of fun. We'll let you know what's going on with Utah and Weber State as well. Uh, we're here at Stockton 12 Honda. Come on down. We're located in the Auto Mall in Sandy. Really easy to find. Uh, you can check out their all-new Honda Passport. 280 horsepower, 3.5-liter V6 engine. They can tow 5,000 pounds. Uh, max towing capacity on that one. Uh, you can get the CRV for $7 a day. Get the Accord for $6 a day or that Civic for $5 a day. So come and check us out. Happy Honda Days down here at Stockton 12 Honda. Coming up on the other side, Mark Pope from uh, BYU Basketball. That's here on the Zone Sports Network. This is the Saturday Show. Welcome back to Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Adrian Lizer. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, if you're looking for Utah Weber State, Tony Parks, Tim Lacombe, they are over on 1280 AM. Uh, but if you want to stick around with us, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll be here till 4 o'clock at Stockton 12 Honda. Quick update, Utah and Weber State, it is 19-18. Utah has taken the lead in that one. Uh, down there at Vivint Smart Home Arena, Timmy Allen with 11 points of the 19 for the Utes. All right, let's let you hear from head coach of BYU, Mark Pope, as he jumped on with Tony and Austin yesterday. Had a great conversation about him taking over that program and what they are expecting out of Utah State this evening. Uh, here's that conversation from earlier this week. Welcome back, Tony and Austin, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Uh, Austin, you're giving me that weird look over there. Like It looks like we have some pretty good submissions for people 
bringing in their most embarrassing moments. Yeah, topping my embarrassing moments, uh-huh. uh, the most embarrassing moment of my life. Yeah. yeah, thanks to you and Adrian for doing that today. It makes me feel real great. All right. Well, another that. way to make you feel great is we are going to be giving away to the best answers tickets to the Beehive Classic. It's tomorrow, and it includes a couple of games, Utah and Weaver State, and it includes Utah State and BYU. Joining us right now, BYU head coach Mark Pope right here on the Zone Sports Network. Coach Pope, good morning. How are you? I'm good, guys. Hey, I'll tell you this right now. I could easily win hands down first, second, and third prize for the most embarrassing moment. <laughs> okay. It's not even close. All right. Give us one. Give us your third no, place. I'm not, not going to do it because I already got tickets to the game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Like you gotta get me, you gotta get me tickets to, to a concert or something. Man. I'm in. Let's see, we gotta steal some tickets to something. I, I'll even take your <laughs> uh, of all the years you've coached and all the places you've been. I would take your bronze medal story any day, right? Like, like any time. Wow. Uh, first of all, I know the the season has been a really interesting one for your team, and in, in the the kind of force that your team has been able to play with. We'll get into the types of three point shots you like to get uh, looks at, and it feels like you've been able to instill what you want into your team early and often in the Mark Pope era. But for you, what has this been like so far uh, with this head coaching position at BYU? Well, listen, I'm really blessed. I mean, who who gets a chance to, to, to take a swing at this, right? So um, I feel really fortunate. I, I, I've been blessed. To, I get to work with unbelievable young men uh, who are, you know, all trying to figure this out and, and trying to accomplish something together as a team. And so uh, I'm really lucky, man. This is uh, unbelievable. This program is incredible. Uh, Coach Rose and and and. Uh, all the coaches that came before him and, and the players uh, have made this into an extraordinary place. And so the fact that we get to be here right now is pretty special. Anytime one of us, any of us experience change or a new challenge, I think we have ideas of what it's going to be, but there's also a majority feeling of, I don't know what exactly to expect. And that's exciting. Coach, uh, I'm wondering along those lines, what has surprised you? What, what has jumped out at you and been like, oh, I wasn't expecting that as head coach well, of I, I basketball? Think- I, I think I don't know if it's a surprise, but it's just humbling is how much people care. I mean, people care, uh, and and that makes this really fun. Uh, our fan base is is uh, worldwide, and and you know, is, I don't know another program in the world where it doesn't matter where you go, but you're going to have a pocket of people that desperately care about what's happening at BYU and have an affiliation with the, with the university and uh, and and and. And, and care, and, and that's a beautiful thing for an athlete. It's a beautiful thing for a staff. Uh, it's, it's pretty special, and it's also humbling and, and what we're trying to do. One, one thing I really like about you is you're very passionate about what you do. Coaching is a profession and a job. How personal and important are the rivalry games to you as a competitor and a person around basketball, not just as a coach? Well, I, I just think they're great. I mean, you know, I am, uh, you know, probably one of my weaknesses is that, that I can uh, border on semi-overly emotional, but uh, it's, it's, it's what I love about the game. I, you know, I, I played for a long time in the NBA, and I, I was a terrible player, but I was a big-time fan, right? I mean, I love this game so much, and I love those moments in games that are, that are you know, truth-telling moments, and, and uh, there's nothing like being in an arena with, you know, whether you're the home team and the crowd's going crazy or you're the visiting team and you've managed to quiet them and, uh, you know, experiencing a run and, and trying to manage it. And, 
it's it's just a it's a special place, and, and and athletics is such a special opportunity for you know these 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 guys that get the opportunity to play at this level. Um, they have a chance to learn things about themselves that very few people really get a chance to do and, and to grow in a, in a pretty unique way, and that's why athletics is magic. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I just love every bit of it. Uh, it. It's hardly a job. Now, it is an incredible taskmaster. It, it swallows up every second of your your day and, and, and kind of every uh, every ounce of your energy, but, but it, it is it – is, uh, it is. I can't imagine doing anything better, and I really do believe I was born to do this. I mean, it's 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 what I do, and it's what I'm passionate about. You mentioned the previous coaching staff and how they didn't leave the cupboards bare, and they ran a really tight ship and a good program. And so you're not completely rebuilding something. But how important was it for you guys to get guys like Yoli Childs to come back and Jake Toulson to to uh, choose BYU? How important have they been to this team? Well, I mean, you know, come on, Yoli is 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 just a he's an extraordinary talent. Uh, he's in a rarefied air in terms of what he's capable of doing on the floor, and so he he will have a huge impact on our team, uh, you know, through the rest of this year, and hopefully get some really things, uh, some special things accomplished. And um, you know, he just changes the game. He changes the way you feel about the game. He changes the way teams guard you. Uh, he changes the uh, certainly changes our depth, which is a one of the huge issues that we've been trying to manage. Um, but he, he, you know, even before he started playing the nine games he sat out, he was a, a force you know, for good in the locker room, and he was encouraging on the bench, and he was taking young guys under his wing and trying to teach them. And uh, he's an extraordinary, extraordinary human being. And he, he's great. And this Jake Toulson, I mean, I've said it for I don't know. We've been together for five or six years now, and and. Uh, and he, he, just watching him grow as, as a young man has uh, been just—it's been awesome to watch. And he's one of the great leaders in basketball right now. He, he finds a way to bring energy every day. And so those two guys are a huge part of this as well. You know, Alex Barcelo came and joined the team this summer, and he's been such a key part of this. And uh, we have a good mix of of veteran guys that have been here and know the deal, and 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 some some new guys that that are, are uh, you know, bringing some new energy and, and, and hopefully we'll continue to grow and, and, and we'll make something happen this year. He's Coach Mark Pope of BYU Basketball. They face Utah State coming up tomorrow. Vivint Smart Home Arena, the final edition of the Beehive Classic. Uh, your team playing with real force here at the start of the year. One thing I really like is you guys are playing with a purpose. I mean, it seems like there's a concerted effort to what you're doing all the time. But three-point shooting uh, seems to be a real focus for you guys, too, and efficiency with that. What has kind of been the message to your team? What are you trying to get across consistently? And do you feel uh, like there's even more room to grow with it? Yeah, I mean, I think, listen, I think we have so much room to grow. First of all, our coach has got to get a lot uh, a lot better. He's working really hard on that. And uh, we, ha- we have a bunch of guys that haven't even come close to reaching the ceiling of what they can be individually and as a collective group we can go. So, you know, that, that's been our we- – we felt that from day one. We talk about it every day, win or lose. Uh, the most important thing for us is can we grow every single day. We feel this urgency because the season is short and it's going by so fast. And, and by the end of this season, we have to become a great team that's ready to step on the floor and and beat the best teams in the country. That is that is what we're shooting for, and and um, and our guys have, have have taken that on pretty well. The, you know, w- we have a team that shoots the ball. It's what we do. I mean, my teams have 
have, have been really good shooting teams. You know, we recruit guys that make shots, and uh, we, we, we spend more time shooting than we do practicing anything else. And we have a very clear philosophy with how we approach shots and how we evaluate shots. And, and uh, our guys have, have been uh, pretty generous in terms of uh, being willing to, to kind of, uh, you know, embrace that. And, and so far we've had good success, and I think we'll continue to have great success shooting the ball. Obviously, the Aggies have a solid group and a solid coach and a lot of hype, and they're winning games. What kind of areas of the game tomorrow will your team need to be better in in order to have a good shot to beat Utah State? Well, uh, so, you know, clearly we've had a deficit here in the last few games in transition defense, and that's a, that's a major issue for us that we've been really focusing on, and Utah State is great in transition. Uh, you know, they, they have three or four guys that are all really comfortable uh, pushing the ball in transition at any given time. They space the floor well because they got a bunch of guys that can shoot, and they're, they're unbelievable at getting to the free throw line. They, you know, they, they, they really do a good job getting to the line, especially in transition. And so that's a huge point of emphasis. we got to find a way to rebound the ball. You know, with Kata back, they become just, just incredibly long and huge again. And so on the glass is a real issue for us. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to combat them there. And, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, guarding their their motion offense is a challenge. Uh, it's tough to scout, which is one of the great benefits of running a motion offense. And they have really, really high IQ players. And Coach Smith has done an unbelievable job teaching his guys uh, what they're looking for and what they want so they're really efficient. Uh, it's a good team. I mean, it's a, I think at one point this season they were ranked number 15 in the country. I don't know where they are now, tw- the, the 20s, you know, 23, 24, 25, 26, something like that. Uh, it's a big time team. They've they've certainly been the you know the the the, the you know the kind of the uh, the the lead dog in this state for the last year and couple months and and uh, we're we're excited to have this opportunity to take a shot at them. I've always thought one thing I wanted to see with BYU basketball is valuing a possession the way they need to do consistently, and is your defense playing with the mental energy necessary to be a reliable team defensively. You know, it's interesting you say that. Talk about mental energy because that, that is, it's pretty insightful. That's that that is the game, right? Um, there's there's you know, as you get distracted and fatigued and and uh, uh, you know and everything else that affects you, uh, you, as soon as you stop doing the mental work of seeing the next play before it happens, right? Uh, defensively and offensively. That's when you, become, you, you, you get behind, right? And that, that takes a lot of energy and a lot of discipline. It's something we talk about all the time. Uh, our guys are, are growing that skill, right? So it's not just something where you have a conversation and boom, your team goes out and, and they do it, right, in terms of, like, thinking this game uh, and consistently doing it and at the same time being able to block out all the, the noise, right, uh, and distraction and, and stay focused on the game. I'll tell you what, this Sam Merrill uh, from Utah State, if there's a guy in the country that um, stays mentally locked in in this game mm-hmm. and does the mental work constantly of, of seeing the game and understanding it and, and, and anticipating what's about to happen, he's, he's a special player, man. and he's, he, he's made a career out of, out of – thinking through this game and, and, and doing the mental work required. He's a great example for us. Hopefully we'll steal some stuff from him. All right, Coach. Keys to the game tomorrow and a big one here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. 
Well, like I said, transition defense, rebounding, us making sure that we keep some flow offensively, really stay aggressive, and really, really share the ball. Uh, those are going to be keys for us in, in just about every game we play. Well, well Coach, uh, you guys, make sure you have a gutsy, really courageous crew <laughs> tomorrow in the Beehive Classic, will you? And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we we, we got to go there, bud. We got to go there. <laughs> it, was the, it was the best piece of audio we've heard oh, in a long, awesome. long time. It we use it every day, buddy. It's, it's the great. Best in the history of the game. I'm trying to compliment the officiating Oh, we crew. know. We know. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you there. They were gutsy. They were credited. To do what they did, Coach, that took some guts. Yeah, I'm oh, with man. you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Mark. Uh, there you go, Mark Pope, BYU head coach. Kind of a funny moment at the end there. If you remember them against Utah, uh, he said very well. He said that the officiating crew was gutsy, brave, courageous for the work that they did that day out there. Uh, great guy, great interview there with Tony and Austin. If you missed any of it and you want to hear it, uh, head over to 12adthezone.com or download the app. You can hit any of your um, on-demand audio. We just passed a million downloads, so uh, appreciate everyone who listens to the Zone Sports Network. And uh, if you like what you're hearing today, give Jake and I a, a subscription and download uh, from the the Saturday Show feed down there on uh, on the app. So uh, we have a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully you enjoy what you are hearing. All right, coming up on the other side, breaking in a new segment. It will be called the Local Look In, and uh, we're going to kind of jump around some of the other sports going on in the local college as well as uh, Utah was in the Sweet 16 last night for volleyball against Stanford. We'll talk about that one. Utah basketball, BYU basketball in action today on the women's side and uh, some other schools as well. We'll break all that down, kind of look at what's going around in sports that we don't watch as much as maybe we should, in my opinion. So uh, we'll get all that coming up here on the other side here on the Saturday Show. Whether in May, this is the Saturday show with Adrian Lizer and Jake Hatch on 97.5, 1280, the zone in the zone sports network. Welcome back Saturday show here on the zone sports network. I'm Adrian Lizer. Uh, no Jake Hatch today as we are here live from Stockton, 12 Honda. Jake on his way back from a vacation. Not a minute to – no, just kidding. We all miss Jake. And uh, it's always fun to fill in on those DJ and PK mornings because those guys are a lot of fun to hang out with. So Jake will be back later on in uh, – he might be on with us in a little bit. We're trying to get a hold of him. He was heading back from uh, Southern California and um, just trying to see if he could join us from around Las Vegas as uh, he covers BYU heavily for the station. Check out his Locked on Cougars podcast every day, uh, also online. So uh, he'll be back with us next week for UJ Catch fans. Uh, I'm here at Stockton 12 Honda, and we'll tell you about what they've got going on here in just a minute. A new segment I want to get out there. It's going to just be a quick one every week. Jake and I will break it down. Um, we're going to call it the local look-in, kind of jump around some of the sports in uh, around the state that maybe you haven't, followed as much but uh, like I said earlier if you are a fan of the universities you probably are a fan of every sports team and uh, whether if they're going to win or not and um, sorry my computer just died on me a second here uh, but you're you're probably a fan of whether or not their success even if you don't watch their sport as much um, you know uh, I, I always applaud 
um, Utah fans for showing up for uh, the gymnastics events there at the Huntsman Center. It's always sold out. It's always a good time. I always applaud BYU fans for packing the uh, Smith's Fieldhouse for uh, BYU volleyball, both men's and women's, as well as the uh, the soccer team as well down there. Uh, the BYU's women's soccer team they fell short to of what they 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 had a great journey this year. Uh, fell short in that tournament, but uh, I was. It, it's impressive to me when they fill that place. Smith's Fieldhouse is about as fun a place to watch a volleyball match as anywhere. And it's because the BYU fans show up for that. And, of course, the Red Rocks are amazing up there at the University of Utah. So a couple things that have just been going down today. Uh, last night, the University of Utah in women's volleyball, they played uh, the third overall seed, Stanford, in uh, the Sweet 16 of the tournament. Utah came out to a – they got up to a nice lead as they took the first set – uh, then they dropped the second and third sets and kind of got rolled by Stanford a little bit. Uh, Catherine Plummer, two-time player of the year in college volleyball for Stanford. She kind of flexed her muscles a little bit. And then uh, Utah comes out strong in the fourth set, and uh, they win that one. It goes to five. It's close, 11-10 to 10 in, a, in a set to 15 is how the fifth set works. And Stanford pulls away near the end, but and Utah falls short in five against Stanford University. But the best finish... In the Pac-12 uh, for the University of Utah since joining the conference, uh, Beth Lanier up there, she got the uh, she got Coach of the Year for the conference. So congratulations to the University of Women, uh, Utah women's volleyball team. In fact, they swept BYU at BYU in the first round or in the second round of the NCAA tournament. So they had a nice run in this one, but they they uh, they lose and they uh, won't move on to the Elite Eight this year, but. Uh, they've got a strong team coming back. Uh, Danny Drews, the sister of Cody and Jackson Barton, who uh, obviously Utah football fans know all about, she uh, will be back for her senior year. They've got a lot of good pieces coming back. Um, the University of Utah women's basketball team, they beat Nevada today at home 68-62. to That was their sixth straight win of the season, and uh, they have gotten out to a hot start, the University of Utah women's basketball team. And then uh, BYU and Utah Valley, they are playing right now in women's basketball. It is halftime. BYU leads UVU 37-36. to uh, Utah and BYU played a couple weeks ago, and Utah went down there and beat BYU in overtime. So that's a couple of scores, stuff that's going along. Uh, we'll get you – there's a lot of winter sports. We'll get you caught up on those every single week. A couple of five minutes, just like five minutes of soccer. And it uh, should, be, should be fun over the course of the next few months as we get you going through the winter sports around the state of Utah. All right, we're here at Stockton 12 Honda down here in the Auto Mall, 10860 South Auto Mall Drive. Really easy to find. Get off that 106 South exit, head east, then take a right on Auto Mall Drive. Drive along and you see the big blue Honda building. Uh, we're inside. We've got listeners coming in and uh, people buying Hondas, taking shirts with them. So come down. Uh, Kyle's got you hooked up here, and uh, we've got shirts, seatbelt covers, bags. You can come and get whatever you want. Um, you can get the Civic for five dollars a day, the CRV for seven dollars a day, or two Hondas for twelve dollars a day. Also, for this month, you can get a free ten dollar Target gift card just for bringing in your car for an appraisal. Come get and get it appraised, and if you like it, they want to get it. They want to buy your car, so they'll give you five hundred dollars more towards your trade-in. Uh, and you can also check out their giant selection of certified pre-owned Hondas out there on the lot. And uh, you can buy any car online, Stockton12Honda.com. So they've got a lot of people here. They're ready to help you out. And uh, they want to get you into a Honda today. So come check it out. And, uh, of course, you can see the uh, replica 
John Stockton statue right next to me. It's like he's throwing me a pass all day long here. So uh, coming up on the other side, we want to let you hear from Jay Hill, head coach at Weber State Football, as they got a big win in the FCF, FCS playoffs last night, and they're moving on to the semifinals. And uh, we'll let you hear from Jay and a couple of his players. That's all coming up next here on the Saturday show on the Zone Sports Network.